This is the podcast for Thursday, January 26, 2023. Boy, time is flying. I can't believe it's been a couple weeks since I did a podcast. And I'm trying to get into weekly a podcast. But this time of the year, with everything pretty much shut down outside, it's harder to do that. But I'm going to try my best. Um, so much going on, uh, getting ready for the, for the new season, we would call it. But also um, putting the finishing touches on the book that Mary and I wrote. Um, so excited about that book. I'll tell you a little bit about it today. And I'll also talk a little bit about where we're at with our plans for the spring. Uh, to start off, uh, the book is called What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, the little book to be smart with your money and help the environment. And I have to tell you, the reason it happened was because I also spent a great deal of time working and studying in the area of value investing to, to manage assets. And I was reading different books, including uh, Warren Buffett's uh, letters and also um, uh, Benjamin Graham and all, all kinds of things about value investing because I read a lot every week about that topic. Meanwhile, I was looking at our season with the bees and looking at the information I had learned from the hives and the, everything from the data we collect on our sensors to what I noticed in, in each different hive and, and uh, genetic sort of makeup. And it suddenly hit me that many of the lessons, many of the rules of successful hives are the same as those rules if you want to be smart with your money and be good as an investor so that's where the book came up and we started mary and i mary's very incredible with her, her common sense approach and editing and writing and also she takes pictures she's the um, video and, and uh, videographer and, and photographer for the farm so it was it was a lot of fun having her involved in doing this so it's a we wanted to be less than 100 pages and we wanted to be something that you could read to your grandkids, uh, even if you just want to read the B stories. After 10, we have 10 chapters, so there's 10 B stories, and followed by uh, 10 smart money lessons, we call them, followed by 10 investment examples. And then if you really want to dig into it, there's a few um, appendices where I talk in detail about certain types of investments, if, if you want to do that, or your, your, your child may be into more senior grades, or high school, or college, or as an adult, there's some other ideas. So it's going to replace, currently I do a podcast called Shrink Money Advice. We're just going to simply flip that over to um, Invest Like a Honeybee. That's what we're going to call it. So I'll be uh, doing that probably in two or three weeks when the book uh, comes out. And we want it to come out in physical and Kindle and Audible and all of that at the same time. So you can have access wherever you may be. Um, this is my fourth uh, book and I think I think the best. I mean, I just... I. I hate to say it, but I don't, I'm not going to say I hate to say it. I'm excited to say that I'm, I'm very proud of this, what Mary and I have accomplished. So that's uh, what Grandpa learned from his honeybees coming soon, and I'll indicate here in the podcast when it's out. As far as the spring goes, I have a section of the farm where um, the different clovers we planted, when we started the project some years ago, we used uh, different clovers, yellow and white sweet clover, um, one of the clovers we we did use was crimson which did not like it here on the farm and so we had some really i think wonderful growth of uh, thistle which the bees loved but you know the weed police and the neighbors didn't like so we're going to be putting uh we'll still have thistle thankfully but we'll put some um uh yellow sweet clover the plan is to plant probably a couple of acres just two or three acres where it seemed to be the the most difficult. It's a very organic soil. 
the sections that didn't like the crimson so we're hoping that that will uh, will make a difference if you follow me on Instagram you'll know that today I was pretty pretty sort of set back not knowing what to do because there's a big pile of snow in front of our webcam hive and you can even go look at it right now if you get this and see what's going on just go to wildflowerbeefarm.com and have a quick look but my dilemma and my my urgency was to get out there and just clean it off for them you know because if it melts and freezes they're gonna have ice and how will they get out and all that kind of stuff and then I started realizing that I'm doing it again I'm probably trying to do something for them that they should learn to do for themselves and that's probably the biggest challenge of being a servant beekeeper how do you know when to back off and how do you know when to take action to help them and so far I really don't have a an answer to that question it's funny I don't have an answer to too many questions but that's one I really don't have an answer to I think um, splitting some hives in the spring that survives is smart at this stage of our development just so that we can be sustainable and I'm hoping to do that in the spring uh, keeping houses around so that swarms will decide to move in I think is a smart idea so we'll like last year we had five swarms that came and moved into existing houses I'm quite confident most of them were swarms from our own hives looks like so far we have three of those still alive and we'll see what happens in the spring um, so though you know I'm providing the food the, the habitat is certainly something we have done uh, the sensors to monitor what's going on we're going to be experimenting and that's the other thing I want to talk about with the infrared lights on some on some of the entrances because we know that being around an agriculture area the bees are exposed to all kinds of pesticides and there's some really good science out of laboratories that say if you use infrared treatment or light on bees they will um, you can actually reduce or eliminate the side effects from pesticide exposure so we're, we're going to do this because there's two things we we have done we've created a great habitat so hopefully the bees don't have to travel too far um, to get food and what they're looking for the second thing we do of course we spread them apart so so our hives are all over the farm so you won't find more than a couple hives fairly close to each other we try to spread them up to, to prevent drifting and some of the science says if you do that alone you can increase the survival rate because bees generally in the wild apparently only want to be about a mile or two apart so there's not you know 50 hives within an acre or two so that's something we're still going to sort of work with and again you probably know that in the summer we saw bees clustering outside the hive even though it wasn't very warm it, none, no other hives were, were doing this just that one hive that had the infrared camera on it which is where we looked at the research and the science and it told us in fact the bees may be doing that for beneficial reasons remember the science tells us that even if bees are not exposed to pesticides giving them exposure to infrared light does help them become stronger and, and and just just is good for them so we will we will be doing that we're gonna do a, a trial with a couple more infrareds my Jared who's an amazing electrician here in Chatham Kent is going from Green Apple Energy is going has put together a little solar package so that these entrance infrareds will be on at night and powered uh, picking up sun power during the day so that they can be anywhere on our farm in the bush or wherever we want to put them so we're pretty excited about this project so that's another little thing we're going to throw in into the spring so far so good it looks like uh we have a strong survival as we look at january we haven't had a lot of cold weather though so we'll see what happens as we move into 
the next probably four or five tough weeks of winter. So back to my question as I asked on Instagram, would you go out and clear the front of those hives or that hive? And then of course, probably all of them have some snow. Um, my answer is no, I'm not going to do it because I think that's um, something that they've always learned how to handle and they probably will handle this. Um, so, I'll, so that's it for today, Hank and the Wildflower Bee Farm. Hopefully I'll talk to you again next week.